given us a purpose. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. I pray, have your way with us today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you very much. Appreciate the choir. Thank you. Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. Uh, it certainly is a very special honor for Evelyn and I to be with you at this very special weekend, and we are grateful for the opportunity to be with you and and just drink in the love of God and to enjoy the presence and also be inspired by the vision of this church and ministry and so we, we do count it a great honor and thank you for allowing us to be here today now I believe the Lord gave me a word for this morning to encourage you I'm going to talk to you for a few moments about God's kind of house God's kind of house. In Isaiah chapter 2, first three verses, it says, The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it many people shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Amen. Wonderful vision of God's house. He didn't just hear the word, but he saw it. It says that Isaiah saw the word in that very hour. So when the word comes alive and you see the vision of it, it is even better than hearing it because when you see it it becomes planted in your spirit and you become excited about the vision for God's house 
in the future as well as in the present time. Some years ago we were ministering in South Africa and we were with, with some friends who said to us we would like to take you for a, a little drive around Johannesburg to see the city and we saw all kinds of houses there in Johannesburg we were driven around some of the poorer areas people living in very basic accommodation but then they brought us to see the home of Man uh, Nelson Mandela and that was an awesome place to see and we heard some of the history and, and some of the great information about what happened in the city there's all kinds of houses but there's no house like God's house I said there's no house like God's house and God's kind of house will transform the face of the earth so we want to get a vision not of the kind of house we want but God's kind of house you know when I, were, we, growing, when I was growing up and also my wife Evelyn too we were, we were brought up in traditional church and we do not criticize any church or speak negatively in any way it was a different day but in that season we did not have the amazing privilege and blessing that you have of being in God's kind of house I believe this cathedral is God's kind of house Amen, Amen. It's God's kind of house <laughs> where his love is flowing where his presence is felt where we're free to really praise him from our hearts that is special when we were brought up in church as a child it was a very dead traditional ritualistic church and so it wasn't really God's kind of house it was man's kind of house man designed the ritual the ceremony there was no gospel there was no word it was ritual from beginning to end and one, one hour sounded like or felt like a whole day but in the house of the Lord the kind of house God is building we can rejoice for hours and enjoy praising him amen, amen. so I want to tell you right at the beginning you are highly privileged to be part of God's kind of house and you have so many blessings and so many advantages to empower you to enable you to equip you and send you forth into the world so you can shine right here in this generation and notice what it says there in Isaiah chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 it tells us what's going to happen in the latter days I think we would all agree we're living in the latter days and God says in that time his house is going to become prominent amen his house is going to have drawing power in fact it says that people will run from all nations they'll run to the house all nations will flow to it and verse 3 says many people shall come and they shall say come let us go to the house of the Lord 
For he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. It's one thing to hear his word, but it's another thing to respond to it. But it's when we respond to his word that we are transformed and our lives and the lives of others are transformed. He teaches his ways and we will walk in his paths. God has a design for his house. You know, during the many years of developing, developing special kind of nursing homes, we built what was the largest nursing home group in the UK way back years ago. But every single home we developed had an architect and had a design. I'm so glad God has a design for his church. God has a, de a design for his house. His house is unique. His house is a glorious house. And I think we need to really appreciate how privileged we are to be part of a house. The kind of house that God has. God's kind of house is a wonderful place to be. It is a wonderful place. The atmosphere is different, amen? In God's kinds of house, the atmosphere is different, the expectations higher, the fellowship's great, <laughs> miracles happen, there's glory, there's praise, there's anointing. People are trained and disciplined for service and for to fulfill his call. Satan's power is broken. Fetters fall off. Bondages are broken. People are lifted. Amen. Great things happen in God's kind of house. And you are in God's kind of house today. Say hallelujah. Oh, I said say hallelujah. Amen. We are privileged to be in God's kind of house. And in Exodus 26 verse 30, we see how that God told Moses that he would develop the tabernacle according to the pattern that he was to build the tabernacle according to the pattern that was shown to him in the mount and so God has given us a clear design a clear pattern of how we are to live our lives what kind of house he is building what his house will be in the last days when people will run to his house it will be a house not only that's prominent but it will be established that means it's there for the long haul his house continues and continues through every kind of storm through every kind of challenge through every kind of test God's kind of house is built on the rock and it stands the test of time. And we who are God's people, we can stand the test of time because we're built and Jesus is our rock. I said Jesus is our rock. Our foundation's in him and no matter what storm comes, we are established. We are people who have been placed in his house for this last time. Then he said it will be exalted above the hills. God's house in this last day will be so prominent on top of the mountains that the whole world will see it 
It will be above all the struggles, above all the tests, above all the confusion. His house will be seen shining like a bright light. And that's why all nations will run to it. When there's no answers anywhere else, there's going to be answers in God's kind of house. Amen. So all nations are going to run to Every culture, every background, every kind of people are going to come and flow to the house of the Lord. So that tells me there's going to be a massive harvest. Amen. There's going to be a huge harvest from all nations and all cultures and all backgrounds. He says his kind of house is going to draw. It's going to have drawing power. It's going to cause people to run to it. It will be established. It will be exalted above the hills. And he will cause his house to be seen right in the midst of the dark times. It is his purpose. We're all familiar with the story in Matthew 7, 24, 27. How two houses were being built. They were built. A storm came. One house collapsed. The other storm. The other house stood firm. And Jesus used that example. He said, he that hears my word and does it, he will be like the person who built his house on the right foundation, on the rock. The storm will come, but that house will stand. But the person who built his life was out building it on the foundation that Jesus gave. It will collapse. And time will be tested. Our lives will be tested. The church will face tests. But if we're built and established on the rock, Christ Jesus, we are going to stand the test of time. And we're going to stand against every storm. And we are not only that, we're going to be a people who will shine out when the world needs us most. We're going to be there. You know, one of the saddest things about being brought up in a a church that was practically dead, when I look back to my childhood, it was not only what we missed growing up in that traditional church. We missed so much. We missed the message of salvation. We missed the power of the Holy Spirit. We missed the fellowship. We missed the atmosphere. We, We missed out on so much. But so many other people missed out altogether because they never really heard the word of God they never saw what God's kind of house should look like and so they gave up on church and they turned away from what they thought was church but when people see the house of God like it really ought to be they're going to run to it amen when they see the house of God as a place of love and power and anointing they're going to run to it And so we are privileged and we're honored to be alive in this day and to be people who have been enlightened to see what his kind of house really looks like. I heard a story about the redwood tree. The redwood tree can last hundreds of years through the storms through every kind of situation every kind of climate and it's not just because it's got deep roots 
The main reason it can stand is it's connected to the other trees in the forest. And so it can stand through every storm for many, many long years. And I believe the key to standing strong in this day is our connections. First of all, our connections with the Lord and our connection with each other in fellowship, honoring each other, fellowshipping with each other, adding value to each other. And we will be able to stand to every storm like the redwood tree. We will continue to stand through every test. And there is a great awakening beginning, even now in Northern Ireland. There's a new stirring for people to come together to pray. Because of the crisis in the local government there, and because of the crisis across the UK, we with many others have been asking people to come together for prayer from different denominations, different backgrounds. And it's now beginning to happen. And next month, there will be 100,000 people gathering in what was an, an airfield just be, beside the airport. It's a vacant, vacant space. And there's going to be 100,000 people gathering on the 9th of September to pray for the land, to pray for the UK. That is something new. To have 100,000 people not coming together for a crusade, not coming to hear a preacher, they're coming together from all kinds of backgrounds and they're going to be coming for prayer for the land. To pray for the healing of the land. And I believe when we see that happening, God Almighty is going to bring big change. Amen. We know what it says in Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray... Turn from the wicked ways. Seek my face. God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. How many know we need some healing in the UK? How many know we need healing in London? We need healing in every city across the UK. We need healing in our homes. We need healing in our families. We need healing of broken relationships. We need healing of people who are depressed and who are confused about life and who are gone off in deception and living under influence of the devil. Well, I want to tell you, when God's people rise up and come together to pray, there's going to be new light shine. And many of these people who are in deception, they're going to realize that God's way is the best way, that he's the only way, and that his house is the only house with answers today. Amen? Amen. This is a good time to be alive. And this is a good time for us to worship and rejoice in the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1, it shows another kind of house. It was the days of Samuel, a young man who God had touched. And it says that in verse 1, the word of the Lord was rare in that day. The word of the Lord was, something was rare, it was not widespread. There was no widespread vision or revelation. And Samuel was just a young boy. Eli the priest, in charge of the house of the Lord, his eyes had gone dim. His sons had compromised and were living a compromised life, an immoral life. 
You know the story how they were committing adultery, they were living in sin, an absolutely horrible lifestyles. But the Lord brought a word to a young boy, right in the midst of that dark hour when the light had gone out in the house of the Lord, and the eyes of the priest, the head of the house, was dim, and God began to speak when the word of the Lord was rare. And when there's no word, then there is a loss of vision. We know very well Proverbs 29:18, where there's no vision, people perish. They cast off restraint. But when there is vision, people rise up with purpose. When there is vision, people get excited that this is a great and wonderful day. And so as the Lord spoke to a young boy, Samuel, I believe he's raising up a new generation who will have the word of the Lord. And one of the things that excites me about this last day of restoration is that it's crossing the generation gap. Amen. It'll, it'll affect the young, it'll affect the old, it'll affect all cultures. This restoration of God's house is going to get the attention of every generation. The young, the old, every culture. And so as the word of the Lord came through Samuel about what was going to happen, yes, there was going to come judgment because of the sin. There was going to come a time when they would face reality. But I believe right in the midst of judgment and right in the midst of disaster, there's a wonderful picture of God's kind of house emerging. God's house is the future of the land. God's house is the hope. Amen. Amen. He is our hope, strength like no other. He is our hope. And so God's kind of house is emerging. And I think we've got a lot to be thankful for. I was glad to hear you have this thanksgiving regularly to call to memory all that God is doing in your work and ministry. And we know Psalm 107, verses 22, I think it is, it says, Oh, that men, verse 21, 22, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works toward the children of men. There's transforming power in thanksgiving. We are transformed. And when we thank him for his house, and when we thank him for the very gift of life, and when we thank him for eternal life, what a wonderful gift. Amen. We're going to live forever. Amen. Is there anybody else here going to live forever? If you have been born again, you're going to live forever. Amen. Eternal life. Eternal life doesn't start when you get to heaven. Eternal life starts the moment you're born again. So if we had nothing else to praise him for, only the fact that we've been forgiven for all of our sins, that we have been given assurance of eternal life, that's enough to give us a reason to praise him every day, all day, forevermore. Amen. 
and his house is emerging to tell the world, get your focus off the negative things and your misfortunes and your setbacks and all the, all the negative stuff the devil's doing. Let's get our focus on what God is doing. He's raising up his house. He's establishing his people. He's causing the world to run to his house. All nations shall run to it and they will say, teach us his ways and we will walk in, our, in his paths. The world has tried everything else. And now it's time for us to let the church be seen and let the glory of the Lord be revealed. So if we're going to see his house as it ought to be seen, God's kind of house as the world needs to see it, I believe we need to do a number of things. Number one, the word is preparation. Preparation. I believe he's saying to his people everywhere, prepare to show my house like it really is. Prepare to let my house be the kind of house I want it to be. A house that honors the Lord, a house that is walking in righteousness, the righteousness of God. A house that is full of worship and praise and unity. A house that is raising up an army and preparing a people that will go forth and show forth his praises out on the streets, in the marketplace, and everywhere we go. Preparation is very, very important. And the scripture says, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1, we are workers together. I think I mentioned this last time I was here. We are workers together with the Lord. And it's so very important for us to continue to work together for the big picture of the kingdom. Amen. We are kingdom-minded people. <laughs> Amen. We're not just thinking of our ministry and our church alone. But we see the big picture of the kingdom of God. And God is saying, his house, God's kind of house, will be established on top of the mountain. It will be exalted above the hills. All nations shall run to it. And they will say, teach us his ways. We will walk in his path. For out of Zion, which is the church, shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. These are glorious and wonderful days. But let's keep our focus on the big picture that he is raising up a mighty army in this last day. And then the scripture says in Proverbs 24, 27, prepare your work without and make it fit for the fields and afterward build your house. So I believe God is challenging me and challenging all of us. Prepare ourselves for bigger things. Prepare ourselves for even greater than we've seen. Prepare ourselves because God is going to get glorified to us as his house is built in his way. God's kind of house is going to bring the attention, is going to catch the attention of many, many people. And they're going to run to his kingdom. And people will run to find out what he is doing in the earth today. 2 Timothy 1.13 says, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have seen or heard. 
from me. So Paul was saying to Timothy, hold fast the pattern of sound words. Hold fast to what you've got, what you've learned and heard in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So I believe we need to highly value, as never before, his wonderful word, his wonderful presence, the vision of his house, each other, because the world will try to take our attention, the enemy will try to rob us of the word, but it's through the word we overcome. Amen. It's through the word that things change. And we can declare over the land the will of God and see it come to pass. And we need to keep doing it. Amen. Amen. Hold it fast. Don't just say it once, but say it every day. The word of the Lord shall be fulfilled in the UK. Amen. The word of the Lord shall be fulfilled in our families. The word of the Lord shall be fulfilled in our churches. The word of the Lord shall be done in government. The word of the Lord shall be manifested. God's kind of house shall emerge. His house shall be seen. His glory shall be seen. And he says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. In this place he will give peace. Amen. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Amen. God's not finished with the UK. God is not finished with his church. He's building his church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell will never prevail against it. It's a glorious church. It's a mighty church. It's a triumphant church. It's a victorious church. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. And let's give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. God's kind of house. It's an exciting house. It's a wonderful house. So preparation is so very important, even ongoing preparation to develop our vision, to develop our lives, to fully fulfill his purpose, to reach our full potential, to develop the gifts and the skills God has given us. We need to be preparing all the time for the big things that God is doing. Second word is dedication. Dedication. We need to continue developing dedication. I know you have amazing dedication in this ministry. And it's going to take dedication to do all God's called us to do. And for us to show to the world God's kind of house. Every time there's a a building program, it takes dedication. When Solomon's temple was built, it was an amazing wonderful building and dedication was very clearly seen but the house of the Lord is more important God's kind of house in the last days will excel everything else his glory will be seen the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former (laughs) that excites me when the world thinks the church is finished When many people think, oh, the church is irrelevant, God's house doesn't matter, I want to tell you God is preparing a house like they've never seen. Amen. The glory of the latter will shine brighter than the former. Hallelujah. You remember when King Solomon was visited by the queen who came, Queen of Sheba came. She'd heard rumors 
about the glory of his life and all that was manifested in his life and ministry. But she said when she came, the half was not told. Amen. Your, your, your blessing and glory excels and exceeds anything I heard. And I believe that's what the world is going to say. The half has not been told. Amen. The glory will be exceeding beyond all we ever could have thought. So get ready because God is saying it will take preparation. It will take dedication. And so the scripture says... 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. So continue to fight that fight of faith. When the world says it can't be done, when economy looks like it's going down, when people laugh at the word of God and say, no, we'll never change our lifestyle, our lifestyle to suit the word of God. When people ignore the scriptures and stand against and make hostile remarks, we need to fight the fight of faith. I said, we need to fight the fight of faith. We need to say it louder. The devil's shouting loud, but God's people are going to shout louder. Amen. The enemy may be rising up, but God's army is rising up too. Hallelujah. The world may have a voice that's shouting on the media, but I believe the voice of the kingdom of God is going to be heard and going to be seen as never before. It is time for us to prepare, have the dedication that God has called us to be, dedicated to fight the fight of faith. Number three, revelation. If we're going to see, and the world is going to see God's kind of house, we're going to have to believe God to open their eyes, to give them revelation, to give us revelation. And you know, I love that verse of scripture in Ephesians where Paul prayed for his people. He said that he prayed the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Our eyes need to be enlightened because I believe there's angels all around us who don't even see them. Amen. I believe God's hands of blessings is upon us beyond what we can ever imagine. And God's going to open our eyes and we will receive divine enlightenment. To see how much God is moving in your family, even family members who you're burdened over, who you're grieved about. He wants us to have our eyes of our understanding enlightened, that we would see the calling and what the riches of the glory of our inheritance in the saints is. He wants our eyes to be enlightened, even beyond what we've seen. Yes, we've had a measure of light. But God's going to open our eyes far more. How many need more revelation? How many need to be able to see how much God is preparing? How many want to see that he can actually show you your family being changed, your loved ones that are lost, actually coming in repentance, and those that are in struggle and deception, the scales coming off their eyes, the fetters coming off them, and all of the strongholds of the devil collapsing. I said collapsing. Amen. Kingdom of darkness is coming down. Amen. I said the kingdom of darkness is coming down. Amen. And God's kingdom's rising up. Amen. Hallelujah. The strongholds cannot stand when the church arises, when we let them see God's kind of house. A revelation will flow. 
Second Corinthians 4:18 says, "We do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. Things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal." As never before, we need to live in the light of eternity. I said we need to live in the light of eternity. Because this life of ours is not just for the few years here. It's going to go on and on. In a thousand years from now, you'll still be alive and praising the Lord. In a million years from now, in a billion years from now, we'll still be living and praising the Lord. With Him forever. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? We have eternal life. So we need the revelation of this. And we need to let the world see the revelation. Do not look at the things that are seen, which are temporary. But look at the things that are eternal. That's what we need to be looking at today. Next word is number four, finally. Manifestation. Manifestation. I do believe with all my heart we are now beginning to see the manifestation more fully of the kingdom of God on the earth. The manifestation of God working in our families, the manifestation of God working in our community, the manifestation of God working in government, in our local communities, in the marketplace, on the streets, everywhere. A manifestation of God's house. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God does not live anymore in temples made with hands. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he manifests himself through us. Just as we manifest ourselves through our body. So the Lord manifests himself through his body. And we are the body of Christ. I said we are the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. He manifests his glory through you. He shows his life through you. He shows his glory through you. He declares his truth through you. We're in something big. I said we're in something big. It's bigger than you thought it was. I said it's bigger than you thought it was. The kingdom of God is the greatest thing. Hallelujah. We're in something big. God kind of house is emerging. The manifestation of God's kind of house. And we need to be ready to fight. When the manifestation comes, the devil won't like it. A lot of religious people won't like it. There will be all kinds of backlash against what we're saying. When we stand up for the word, the word will try to silence us. You know, I heard a story recently about New Zealand. They tell me there's a particular area of New Zealand where birds don't fly anymore. The birds stop flying. said 40% of the birds stop flying. You know why they stop flying? Because there's no threat of a predator. There's no danger to them. Because in that particular area, there's nothing would come to attack those birds. And so they stopped flying for so long that they lost the power of their wings and they could no longer fly. You know, if we don't have a fight 
we also lose the power of our wings. We need to use the wings of faith. Amen? Amen. And you become stronger in the tough times. (laughs) I said you become stronger in the tough times. When you're up against a threat. When you're up against trials. I remember all through the troubles and the killings and the bombings in Northern Ireland. There were times where we had threats over us. And we were not casual or careless. We watched where we walked. We watched where we drove. We watched what we were thinking about and talking about. Because we were living in dangerous days. And I believe when you're living in dangerous days and in times of challenge, it really empowers you more. Just like David, he would never have overcome Goliath if Goliath had never threatened them. But when the enemy threatens, that's a good chance for another victory. Amen? Amen. That's a good opportunity to use your wings of faith and manifest the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. Paul said, we didn't come to you only with words, but we came to you in power. Our preaching was not just a word, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. That your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I believe we're going to see far greater manifestations. Far greater manifestations of miracles we've not seen before. Of lives changed like we could never believe. Amen. I remember the very first time when we went to Nairobi when we saw that Hindu leader totally saved and changed. That was a shock. We didn't expect that in the very first meeting. That a famous Hindu leader would actually be totally transformed and saved. And that through his salvation, the front front headlines of the papers would broadcast the story and television would broadcast the story. God did miracles beyond what we could ever have expected. Not only in healing and deliverance, but transformation of lives. So get ready. God's going to show his house to the world. Amen. We are his house. We are his people. Our preaching is not just with words. It's in manifestation. It's in power. And we are privileged to be alive in this day. We are privileged to be part of God's calling for our lives. And so let me encourage you as I close. Psalms 112 verse 7 talks about the man whose heart is established. Just like the house of God is established. It says he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Trusting in the Lord. So as we go forward, yes, when the manifestation gets bigger, the persecution will get bigger. New enemies will come out of everywhere. Yes, there will be big challenges and threats over us. But I can tell you one thing. Our heart is fixed. Our heart's established. Is your heart established? Is your heart fixed? We have no need to fear. The scripture says in Second. Timothy 1.7 God did not give us a spirit of fear but of love, of power and of a sound mind. Yes, our heart is fixed 
We will not be afraid of the enemy, afraid of the persecution, afraid of the unknown future. We know our God's in charge. His kingdom shall reign. His kingdom shall be seen. His glory shall be revealed. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. And in this house, he says, I'll give peace. God has big plans for the UK. God has big plans for your life. God has big plans for your family. God has massive plans for this ministry and church. So get ready. He's showing the world a vision of his house. Established on top of the mountain. Not hid away in some corner. But manifested where the world can see it. And he says the glory of that house shall be greater than that of the former. And in this house, he said, I will give peace. So we need to fight the fight of faith. And we need to remember, finally, 2 Corinthians 1.24. It says, we walk by faith. We stand by faith. By faith we stand right in the midst of every challenge. We are not backing off. We're not running away. We're not reducing the volume of our voice. We're not toning down the message. We're not watering it down. We're preaching the undiluted word of God. And so we are here today to be encouraged, to be strengthened. By faith we stand and by faith we go forward. And by faith and together in one accord, we will keep walking in the ways of the Lord. He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his path. This is a good day. He's showing his church. God's kind of house is not a weak, divided church. It's not a weak body of people on retreat. It's a great advancing army. I said it's a great advancing army. And God's, God's order for us today is one word. Advance. I said advance. I said advance. Advance. Go forward. Rise up. His house is in good shape. His army is trained. His people are disciplined. We are ready for war. We're ready to advance. This is our hour. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place, he will give peace. Hallelujah. Give God the glory. Give God the praise. Let's just stand up on our feet a moment. Put your hands up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your kind of house. Thank you, Lord. I'm part of your kind of house. Thank you, Lord. You brought me into this house. Thank you, Lord. Your kind of house is a house that transforms lives. Your kind of house is the answer to our families, to our nations. Your kind of house brings big change. Go ahead. Lift your hands up and let's worship him. Give him glory. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And just very briefly, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith before Apostle comes back. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith for anyone who is struggling with challenges today. If you've not come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can come right now. Wouldn't that be wonderful if someone walked away from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light today? Wouldn't that be wonderful if somebody was born again and there was joy in heaven over one sinner today? 
Are there any in this gathering who's not sure you're out with the Lord? Just let's bow our heads for one moment, please. Is there anyone who's not sure you're out with the Lord and you'd like to be sure? Would you put your hand up and say, yes, I want to be sure I'm right with God. I want to be sure that I'm saved. I want to be sure that I'm forgiven. I want to be certain. I want to be sure. Is there any hand? Put it up high so I can see it. Yes, you want to be sure. Thank you, Lord. Just let's pray this short prayer, everybody. Just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I know you're the only Savior. I thank you you died on the cross for me. Today I repent of my sins. I invite you, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Cleanse me in your precious blood. I give you my whole life. And I will follow you with my whole heart. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. Now those who have challenges in your health. Challenges in relationships. As your eyes are still closed. Just put your hand up where you are. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. 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 You have challenges you want to see overcome. Amen. You want to see the manifestation. The manifestation of the glory of the Lord. In your life. In your home. In your family. Yes. Thank you. Father, you see every heart. And every life. And every hand that's raised. And so we agree in one accord right now. For a manifestation of your power. In every individual's life. That's facing challenges today. And so in the name of Jesus I say to you. Receive a manifestation. Of the answer. In the name of Jesus. Receive a manifestation. Of the answer. Healing in your body. Healing in your home. Healing in your relationships. Guidance. Light. Breakthroughs. Answers to prayer. Receive the manifestation. Take it right now. This is your moment. The glory of your latter life will be better. Greater than the former. It's time for greater glory. It's time for bigger answers. It's time for manifestation of the people of the Lord. And this is our time. Oh, go ahead, lift your hands and let's really praise Him. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to to do something.